Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Buongiorno, Signor Black. Buongiorno. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, bro? Just a rare, like, later afternoon podcast mm-hmm. um, with the boys. I had to, you know, in preparation for this podcast, um, to keep up with you and our esteemed guest, um, who we can introduce later, I had to actually leave Villa Carlotta and, and go get a Erwan Cocochino. Oh dear God, Chris! I am I for what I put you through. It's crazy. I, will you ever you forgive me? I it's it's not looking good, but you know delivery is not an option. So I had to I had to get in the whip and and make the <laughs> trek I, I, all the way over to Beverly Boulevard. Actually, um, Erewhon delivery is an option. Yeah, but you know the Chino wouldn't wouldn't travel well. Mm-mm. It's like French fries, sweetie. You don't order those if you're a pro. <laughs> for yeah. more than one reason, you know what I mean. I'm still dying to try this Cocochino. We got to do it soon, um, but I I, I want to go there and figure out what exactly is in it, what it's supposed to taste like, so then I can uh, you know deconstruct it and biohack my own version of it. You know what I mean, TJ in the food lab. Well, I, that's what I was actually saying today. I, I was I was thinking to myself, TJ needs to learn how to make this for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it does require espresso. just because of just because of how much money it costs. Uh, no, but it ain't tricking if you got it, player. Um, no, <laughs> it's good. more. It's mm-hmm. I do have eleven dollars. Uh, it's more. It's more. <laughs> I w- I would just love to see what Chef TJ could cook up in the lab for me. But the the issue I have, or the issue that you would have, I think. Is the you don't have an espresso machine? Mm-hmm. That's true. I would have to buy one, or maybe Santa Claus will bring one. I think it's probably worth it. Like I think three to four thousand, and then you can just get the plumbing, you know, done for an extra thousand, and probably yeah. it's worth it. Well, worth it. yeah. If if you order a Cocochino every day for a year, that that comes out to four thousand fifteen dollars. Four thousand and fifteen dollars, not counting. Um, not counting gratuity, but people out of Erewhon don't need <laughs> gratuity. So yeah, it's it's about you know you'll it's make, about the same. Yeah, you'll 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 be making money after a year. And and I would guess that that Chef TJ would be able to use a a sicker bean than they might be using at Erewhon. Oh, I mean much a much sicker bean. 
I feel like they're probably cheaping out on the old beans because they're spending the money on the MC2 oil and the coconut <laughs> crema. Uh, they, well, I mean, Erewhon, I, I think they wouldn't. The problem is they, they'll, they have the money to spend on it. But they, they wouldn't know a bean, a good bean if it bit him in the rear. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Shots fucking fired. Chef TJ coming for your fucking neck. Uh, yeah, I'm not afraid well, to say that. So, yeah, this is a weird late afternoon pod. I actually did a rare lunch eating today. So, wow. Did so you hit a local hot spot? I went to a local, um, uh, a local spot to have some sidewalk tacos um, and, and mulitas <laughs> and huaraches. There is uh, a, this is a, this is a can, T, this is a TJ food report. My um, had a little little lunch meeting with my friend Olivia, and we went to the spot. It's the the one the 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 Home Depot parking lot where the five and the one ten meet, just right by the Dodger Stadium. There's a there's a mm. woman there who sells. She's got a little little sidewalk cart set up. The chicken tinga is especial. And is it hitting? It was hitting, yeah. Handmade tortillas for the for the tacos and the huaraches. The um, the little I had a very refreshing cucumber cucumber beverage. A little uh, a little chela. It was good. Wow, I love I love when TJ has lunch. The, you know, the thing is, although we don't eat lunch anymore, I actually, you know, I had lunch today too. Actually, now that I think about it, oh, shit. and I because I wasn't able, I was too busy this morning to get a a, a protein pack smoothie post pump. So I had to rush home. Who even are just, we? I'm just too hungry. I can't make it through the day. So I, I luckily, thank you to our friends over at Sweet Green, um, the salad artists. Mm-hmm. I was able to. I tried. Yeah, shout to out do, to Nate for plugging uh, for plugging Chris's cashew account. He up. put the he got the cashew bucks up, going all the way up, baby. So mm-hmm. I was able to. Um, that's why I was able to afford the cocoa chinos. That lunch was free. Thank you, Sweet Green. Um, mm-hmm. I ordered a. I ordered the tofu like plate, and it was very good. You had a very good tofu plate. So was this? So you were able to have lunch, but still have it be guilt free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, Jason. I feel nothing. Um, it, and, and it, I, but I felt it felt weird telling because I was having lunch with somebody who was like a very uh, you know compared to me a very tiny human being. You know, she probably weighs half of what I weigh, and probably is closer to half my height than than not. And. She was like, "Yeah, I was so crazy. Like, I knew I was gonna go get like, like eat a bunch of tacos. So I actually didn't even eat breakfast this morning. And I was like, oh, uh, I am taller than LeBron James, and I don't eat breakfast or lunch unless it's a weekend. And what does that what does that say about me? Nothing good. Body dysmorphia and eating disorder, which we've covered on this podcast uh, relentlessly. Actually, next question. <laughs> uh, next question. Um, what else is going on, family? Um." You know, it's it's starting to cool down just a wee bit. I know, I know. I, I noticed. I, to... I noticed that um, later on this week, uh, a low is going to be oh. dipping down into forty nine uh, oh, on well. like next weekend. We need to we need to gas up the jet, then head to Barbados. Barbados. But but Cause... now I'm, I'm like, if it's gonna if I'm gonna be cold weather hive, then should I just go to New York? Well, Jason, you know, Casa de Black is still available um, for long and short-term leases. Uh, mm-hmm. be- because we work together, I could offer you a small discount. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have but- to write a story about your apartment in order to get that? <laughs> yeah, you do, actually. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, call call Architectural Digest. If it doesn't work, I have some backups, and we can talk about it. Look, offline. I don't know if AD is going to go for it, but... Uh, They're like, I can wait. I'm sorry. This this apartment is a. I'm sorry. It's a rental, and it has 
one bedroom? Mm. I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, I can. I can. There's a few different uh, DJ publications that I might be able to secure. Uh, do you think Mick, Mix Mag Mick, Mix Mag wants to know where che- where DJ TJ lays his head in yeah, New York City? Mix Mag might be might be interested in some of your uh, kitchenette <laughs> build it, build in, built ins. <laughs> I'm sure they would. You know, mm-hmm. because I think the the actual the built ins would work well for a seated DJ set, which is yeah, my favorite yeah, yeah. kind. And this is this is this is bespoke, is it not? I mean, everything we do is bespoke, baby. It's special shit. The content, the furniture, the clothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's mm-hmm. all, yeah, there's. It all, I mean, there's a lot going on. You know, I'll I'll wait until our guest Tur- Tom comes on the pod. Yeah, our guest our guest today is a longtime friend of of both Jason and ours. We call him Turnt Tom. You might know him as How to Dress Well, um, mm-hmm. a Pitchfork approved musical artist <laughs> with the with the voice of an angel. Um, His voice big, is almost too sweet. You know what I mean? It, it's almost too sweet because as a guy, he's pretty fucking sour. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a little <laughs> bit of a, it's a little bit of a disconnect. And and um, yeah, much to- uh, much like the ice creams of Ben and Jerry's, sometimes it is a little <laughs> too sweet for uh, you know, uh, for my petite little palate. Funny enough, actually, you know, separate from Tom, but I, I did I ran into uh, how long gone graduate uh, Trevor last night. The day that his episode posted, Trevor um, McFedries from from Lil Michaela Industries. Yes, uh, DJ Skeet Skeet, aka Young Skeeter, mm-hmm. uh, was at was at Esquela, um my new a new hot spot. Apparently, Jason, I told you this last night. I don't want to mm-hmm. blow up the spot, but I feel Esquela, like you're about to blow up the spot. I'm gonna blow up the spot. Esquela on Saturday nights is apparently going the fuck off with some like cool guys and hot chicks with margs spilling out into the street. Okay, so so the same way, so I, so you were telling me about this. I feel like this will scratch my itch that I'm that I have after watching, you know, various people in our networks having um, having like martini laced kikis on the streets of Manhattan. Apparently, every yes. single night of the week, you know, are all, lots of fellow How Long Gone graduates, Hari Neff, you know, Sam Heine, all, all these people. They're just they're just wearing fabulous clothing. They're drinking martinis, partying. You know, uh, and and I'm like, where where does this happen in my life? But also, I'm starting to get used to a life not uh, drinking. Well, don't get too used to it, sweetie, because Margs are on big CB. <laughs> because I was realizing earlier today, like, oh, like when when the quarantine hit, and I was and I was really on swole, and I was you know looking looking the best I've ever looked. And I, I was I wasn't really doing that much differently, but the real kicker was I was I was not drinking at all. Like I, I was never like a I wasn't like a big drinker a year ago, but like just just cutting alcohol out completely versus just having like a couple glasses of wine with dinner, it makes a it makes a bigger difference than you would think. It, not that I would think, bitch. That's why I look like a fucking million bucks. That's why I'm. That's that's why I'm the hottest Hollywood Chris, bro. But you would think for how sober you are, you would be more jacked better. up, ripped, and better. But you know, some some damage cannot be uh, undone. I mean, that honestly is true. I did so the damage, much damage of big pharma. Big Pharma came for my body and it ravaged it, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm only I'm, the the Sacklers came for me, and I'm only I'm gonna uh-huh. be recovering. I might be recovering for the rest of my days, TJ. Yeah, big big Pharma turn turn your body into Tiffany Trump. 
<laughs> just a hot, stinky mess. Just just four years ago, I looked like I, I looked like <laughs> Tiffany Trump in a Hervé Leger bandage dress, saying oh. "I love gays," walking down White Street in Tribeca. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not the only gay baiter on this podcast. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Tiffany Trump. Once again, yeah. the Trumps are stealing from me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm sick and fucking tired of it. At least, at least be Donald or better. Don't send me the 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 adopted daughter. Yeah, basically. yeah. Trump. Trump family, stop, stop swagger jacking Chris done to death black. Stop stealing his motherfucking swagoo. Well, I saw it. Speaking of stealing swagoo, I saw it just before we got on this podcast. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, posted that AOC mm. um, is, is pivoting to Twitch. Oh, no. Is it, is it Twitch? Yeah. Uh, okay. Her- so, so what is she going to be doing on Twitch? I guess she's going to be like getting stuff out of her performative Telfar handbag and like t- and playing video games. I, I honestly she's going she's playing- to pull the PS4 controller out of the <laughs> pinche Telfar. Out of the pinche Telfar. No, I think she's literally playing video games to connect with like a young audience, which I obviously think is stupid, but also maybe that's a good well, idea. Well, I mean, this like- this could be bad for her career because everybody knows if you play video games long enough against somebody you are going to call them the N-word. That's just what happens, and that's going to be bad for her. Jason! She's going to get pwned by a a 12-year-old in South Dakota, and she's going to let a slur a spray. She's going to call somebody... Yeah, I mean, I think AOC is... A bad word. I think AOC is a born leader in the future of politics, but I also think that video games really frustrate people to where they, they might act like someone besides themselves. (sighs) <sighs> yeah it can it can i mean we can talk it to can we can talk quick. to our special guest uh how to dress well about his relationship with the game call of duty does does turn tom so you're telling me that turn tom would rather play video games with teenagers than twiddle the knobs on a vintage synth <laughs> well i'm saying get you get you a, a a content creator that can do both Tom is an ultimate concrete creator. I mean, I, I but there's a lot of there's a lot of cool musicians, DJs, electronic artists that I know in my own personal network, like Tom. You know, um, call them out. Let's Jacques, give it. Let's Jacques Green. Let's you know, name some, all the EDM people, celebrities and that, that are gamers. They're poning. They're poning every day. And bro, look, I know that some people might think we're whack or whatever, but nothing. Look, there's there's a lot of things that are uncool in this world. Be, being into watches. Being into cars, <laughs> playing video games. Those things are deeply uncool. You're always coming for, for watch watch familia. I like that. Because wa- having because a I nice can't wa- afford one. So having keeps, a nice watch ha- having a nice watch, don't worry, Jason. I'm gonna get you one soon with this how long gone check. But I, I Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to simply wear a Breitling just when I get bored. But I just that think that come, I think that having yet. a nice watch is cool. Talking about watches is not cool. The same thing as a car. Having a nice new car is cool. Mm-hmm. Talking about it, not cool. No one cares. No one cares, bro. Like, yeah, no one it's cares. like telling somebody what happened in your dream. It's cool for you and nobody else. Exactly. Nothing is worse than that. Um, I don't know if you saw just before we cut to Turnt Tom, but mm-hmm. uh, Mad Decent on Twitter were, were polling their followers, asking if they should sign me. <laughs> the tweet, sign the tweet you for said, what to be a tweet, to be a global <laughs> sensation. The tweet said, "Should we sign done to death?" That's all it said. So I don't, I don't know. But the response seems to be positive. So maybe, maybe Diplo is going to offer me a solo deal separate from the podcast. Jason, how does that make you feel, bitch? If you get the mad decent chain before <laughs> I do, uh, well, they know, they know that you keep 
the Dimmock chain tucked in the yeah. tank top, so they're not they're not willing to bless you with the mad decent chain. Yet. I keep I keep a lot of chains tucked. I keep I keep the anchor.fm chain tucked, but uh, you know, that, I'm I'm willing to die for my anchor goons, but you know, there's a lot of old chains that I haven't pawned yet, you dig, but I just I, all I have is the OVO. That's the only chain I have, so I'm willing to put a little more ice around my thick ass neck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can hold it up now. Um yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll suss all this out with with uh, Turnt Tom, EDM celebrity Turnt Tom, Berlin dungeon artist. Uh, mm, yeah, you and, could you and, could catch him at a Uzbekistani <laughs> basement. <laughs> you know what I'm Near saying? You. Playing playing some ferocious rape techno <laughs> and uh, and lick, licking ketamine off the bottom of a bathroom stall. Yeah, Tom. Tom, you know the motherfucking lick- vibes. We're talking. You you're not if you're not puking out blue shit. <laughs> if you still have both of your eyeballs in your skull, you ain't really rocking with us, dog. That- <laughs> oh shit! It's true. Oh my goodness! All right, let's call turn Tom. Okay, bye. How long gone? is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are. So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long.
Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> I'm listening on to Ableton. For some reason, there's some like um, some ambient clicking. I mean, it could be cool. It, it might be like experimental too. Experimental. No, do no, not make but... a song out of this, Tom. Tom, you do, do not, not sample. Do not sample <laughs> how long gone without talking to our publisher. first. Look, Tom, before yeah. look, I know that you're used to it, but this is a podcast. So you can turn off the click track. You can turn the metronome <laughs> off. We don't have to keep, we don't have to keep. I know you're, that you're at like 160 BPMs right now with the stuff you're working yeah, on, yeah. but let's, let's try to, we're gonna. We're just gonna go off the grid. Or just think of it as a fretless bass. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so, jeans, you're just gonna have to record the FaceTime audio because I don't think the those headphones are working for my. That's fine. Don't worry. About it. Don't worry about. It. I'm. Uh, we've already been recording, so it's Tom, all. Tom, the fact that you don't have a full rig to record audio is insane to me. Can you tell us why? Well, believe it or not, I'm actually not in Los Angeles. Not at home. I'm in my parents' basement. Wow, sick! So, mm-hmm. have you jer- have you jerked off there yet? Or are you kind of withholding? <laughs> are you jacking on yeah, Zoom? I hit, I hit, I hit, of course. I hit, I hit. So, are you? In, you're in. You're in. Don't you're in. don't Ray J. Don't don't do a Ray J. Reference <laughs> when when talking about just your own worm. <laughs> do not do not bring the hog out on Facetime. It's not that kind of show. Oh um, yeah, you already know. Actually, I thought I had my camera off. <laughs> Oops! Tom, minute two, and you're already having a wank. Unbelievable! So this is looking like a pretty nice finished basement, though. So you're over in? No, uh, it's not. It's a oh, okay. It's, it's, a, a, it's a bad. It's a bad house. It's an unfinished basement okay. in a in a fine little condo thing that they. This is not like the house I grew up in or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just my folks where they live now. Yeah. So you're in you're in Colorado. You bet your ass. So yeah. we're we're booling in Colorado. <laughs> we're booling in Boulder, baby. So I feel, your your hair your hair Tom I feel like I, I I've seen you pretty recently but your hair is looking very Boulder esque right now it's it's grazing those toned toned shoulders yeah That's boy true. boy That's your true. head looked like a damn Nature Valley crunched oats and honey <laughs> <laughs> but no, bro, you know you that know my shit's more my shit's more RX bar than that you already know. <laughs> 
He's got egg whites in that shit, bro. You already know. Fair <laughs> uh, thank, thank you for that, Chris. I saw you in September, so it yeah. has been a few months uh, more just, length. More yeah. length. Are you? What are you going for here? Are you going for Appalachian Trail? Like I'm lost? Or are you going for? You know? Are you yeah. He for, goes. He goes to the salon and says, "Make me look lost." Take me to the trail. <laughs> are you? Do you pull it? Do you pull it back into a, a Tom Cruise style samurai bun? When you're I take it up balling? into a bun. If I'm working out, I take it up into a bun. If I'm hooping, you already know. Um, what um what basketball star NBA player hair hairstyle do you resemble the most? Are you a Ginobili ass? No, I mean you know we I play ball at the at the club in L.A. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles Athletic Club mm-hmm. and. Uh, before Flex. COVID, of course, but hey, it's okay. You um, can, you, we're a the, super spreader podcast. Tom, the real heads are still the real heads are still playing. So you sound. I know. You, I, would, I would love to have a. I'd love to have a squad that that was fearlessly hooping. But alas, <laughs> all my all my I friends think, are. Tom, I guess you know. your invite got lost in the mail. But if if you go to DiCaprio's house on Sundays at two, they do rapid tests before you walk in. So it's you, <laughs> Clooney, you know, kind of the whole squad. Yeah, they can't really they can't really play with me, bro. Ooh. I'll see what I'll see what I could do. I might be yo, able to, I might yo, be able to finish. Chris, they can't dress with Tom. <laughs> they can't hoop with Tom. <laughs> they can't they can't rock with me. They can't really rock say, like Tommy's doing. Chris, to answer your question, when I was um I was in Berlin like four years ago and I was we eating know. at a, or, yeah, fact. <laughs> I was eating at a restaurant that I really like. Um and the owner is this like kind of like he looks like a tall, skinny humanoid lion. Like, <laughs> yeah, has, like cool. big yeah, we, and we did the hair. math when you said Berlin. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Please continue. The, yeah, yeah. And so I saw that 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 guy, and I was like, "What a legend!" You know, he owns this like beautiful little restaurant, has like beautiful flowing shock white hair. Mm-hmm. He's probably in his late sixties. At that juncture, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna grow my hair long. I live in LA now. I can do this kind of shit, you know. So did you? So you haven't always had long hair, right? I had long hair in high school, and then in college, I, you know, I, I got experimental with it, and I had to cut it short, of course, mm-hmm. because because you were your theses were too long, and it just like yeah. was getting in the way. It was either the hair or the feces. I couldn't exactly. really keep them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can keep them both. Look, one of you guys can be long, and I got to go with the feces. On yeah, that. I was like, one of you guys got to be long, and it's going to be the Blanche Show and Levinas piece on poetry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm ar- Tom, I'm already lost. You said feces? Yeah, that's plural. That's plural for thesis, Jason. Yes. Ah, yes. Oh, thanks Which for is- thanks for explaining that to me, guy who just said thesis. I was going to say Chris is saying that now. He's going to ask you to delete. When <laughs> no, I did that on purpose, thesis. guys. I'm a thesis. comedian. It was I'm on purpose. It was a prank, no, bro. Bro, bro, bro it was a prank. Fuck you guys. Sorry, Tom. I can't be a successful musician, a basketball player, and a college graduate. But I can only, do, I can only podcast. Thesis came straight out of Conyers, bro. My, don't come for Conyers, Tom. We're 10 minutes into this fucking podcast, Tom. I'll hang up on you. I'm already liking... Okay, so Tom's in Boulder. Tom is the only thing spicy in Colorado right now, which is what that's I like true, to hear. That's true. Spicier than the local green chili. <laughs> <laughs> Spicier than the local hatches. I always thought the green chili was more local to Santa Fe, New Mexico, but is it, is it also very popular in Boulder? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think that that, that kind of Mexican cuisine, New Mexican Santa Fe cuisine, is very much what populated the Boulder Mexican restaurant scene as well. But Boulder is a pretty cool vibe from what I've been told. Has people been lying to me, Tom? Um, I don't have like an objective take on it because I grew up here, so I think it sucks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend <laughs> from New York who literally just moved here. So it's like, if that's happening, I'm like, For Whoa. what purpose? To escape the libtards? Or like, what's the... <laughs> no, I think it was kind of like to escape New York. Because New York's pretty twisted right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm... you escape New York, mate. Yeah, but I came to a place that is equally as twisted. Boulder... Are, are there masks being worn in Boulder, or are people still just like wearing Bernie signs as as facial yeah. coverings? <laughs> Honestly, actually, Loki, on that topic, it's a bit dark. Like, there's a there was a big, like, big whatever. It was like 20 people, but there was like a Trump rally on the corner of 28th and Pearl, which is like I know you it know, well. Like, yeah, you know it. That's where the first Chipotle was. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's where Target's at. Oh, that's yeah. where the Whole Foods is at. So that's your that's your dime square. (laughs) I actually was listening to the to the pod a couple days ago, and I was like, "Damn, I'm not going to really have any hot dime square Erewhon takes for the pod." (laughs) But I guess I do. It's okay. It's okay. Dime square Boulder, twenty eighth and Pearl. (laughs) Wow. So so there's twenty Trumpers. What's the vibe? How many teeth they have? Is it an inbred feeling, or is it like an educated? Are they toting guns? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, no visible guns. Um, <laughs> definitely not like a. Definitely not a. Um, I mean, they looked low key, kind of like bougie. Like they had nice mm. SUVs and shit, you know. Mm. This sounds like my homeland of Orange County. Yeah, where we I just think it's we, a similar demo. I we think just it's a we just demo. had the uh, the Beach Boys Trump rally down in Newport. Yeah, not the Beach Boys, bro. Don't even. I mean, don't even say it. Do you like any Beach Boys music, Tom? I mean, are you a pet? Were, did you ever smoke that that Wiz Khalifa Kush and listen to Pet Sounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get gassed up and and rock Pet Sounds when I was in college for sure. It's not well, a it's honest, not a bad little vibe. It's, there's worse never, things to bump. I never went through a Beach Boys phase, but I mean, I like it. But I never like listened to Pet Sounds and had my life changed. I was busy, oh, busy. I did, I did. I, I also do probably three four days. Out of every year, I, I have like a big revisit session. It just feels like it's like Tom. I didn't part know of life. You, I didn't ever. I didn't know you actually listened to music where instruments were involved. This is life changing. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually. This is. I. I think we finally found after after at least five plus years of friendship. Tom and I yeah. have never listened to the same music in the history of that of that relationship. But maybe That's maybe true. the Beach Boys is is our common ground because you don't even like the Smiths, right? No, I love the Smiths. No, no, Sick. I love the Smiths. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, cool. So we're making this podcast is groundbreaking for many reasons. Yeah, bridges, bridges, right here, y'all. Because, because sometimes, like I, I, I think I've told this. I don't know if I've told this story <laughs> in the podcast before, but Tom and I had a legendary link up when we were both in Barcelona. Um, he was on tour alone, like a complete psychopath, and I was there staying in a luxury <laughs> hotel. I was there staying in a luxury hotel, working with the local football team. Um, and we and, and we hit we hit uh, and you you hit, mean you for just for a clarification you're talking about soccer football yes football, football. yes not football. not the, not the, not the uh, Denver Broncos style football not the Denver Broncos and and Tom and I had a lovely evening together at Bar Brutal one of my one of both of our local favorites and we talked about music for a solid hour and and you guys know this podcast I'm pretty plugged in to what's going on you know mm-hmm. I, I'd like to think I know it's yeah on. you know. I'm pretty plugged in. I know about Wilco. Um, I know about Tweety Solo stuff. Tom, Tom, talk to me. Have you Tom, guys checked out this gal, Phoebe Ph- Ph- Bridges? <laughs> Tom, Tom, New Tom, music Tom. coming out of uh, coming out of Echo Park, I think. Tom, Tom and I talked about music for a solid hour over a, a piece of the thickest octopus I've ever seen, and he he. 
He literally did not mention, <laughs> he probably mentioned 20 artists and he, I had not heard of a single one of them. And I just, all right, well, let's, is, let's start with the start. Well, Cause first of all, I know a lot more about, you know, experimental electronic music than you do, Chris. And when I talk <laughs> wow. to Tom, the same thing happens to me. <laughs> so that's just, you know, that's just to really, you know, drive things home. But more importantly, what is the diameter width of this octopus in question? Tom, it was thicky, boy. Honestly, this octopus slick. was too. Yeah, it, like I'm a, I'm a, you know, I go deep. You're the, a freak, and you didn't <laughs> even, you wouldn't even deep throat the pu- the puss, bro. It was too much. It was don't too much don't call it the puss. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't. It so was so terrible. crazy. It was. Yeah, so crazy. dude. It was too wild. It was too wild. They like they were fucking with us for sure. <laughs> it felt like they. Yo, felt like Chris, they were, Chris, you remember who us. was there though? Ashton Kutcher, probably, if the octopus the was that big. <laughs> Uh, one of the guys, one of the guys from Interpol. Yeah, Carlos was there, bro. Car- no, it wasn't Carlos. It was um, Daniel. He lives there. He has an apartment in Barcelona. Hmm. Look, Carlos I'm, I'm, is Carlos. All right, Carlos uh, yeah. be Carlos. Carlos <laughs> is still doing bumps out of the coke he keeps in his holster. Um, so <laughs> nice, you know. It's, it's, it, life has changed. But Tom, how how did you become such a freak? Like, where was there a point in your life <laughs> where, you, where you where you listened to normal music with guitars and choruses and stuff? I mean, Chris, this is the thing. Some of us choose to, like, evolve our tastes over time. We don't just, like, lock it in at 2001, 2002 and call it a fucking life. Okay, well then, but Chris wants to know, maybe, are you able to pinpoint the exact turning point in your life where you went from being a normal fella to an absolute balls-to-the-wall... Freak boy. Freak boy. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I've always kind of had, like, a... uh, If you're into it, I'm... I'm out of it kind of ethos. Same. Um, so like, even when I was like, you know, 15 and started my first band or whatever, we were like, you know, we listened to like the used and blood brothers before people like fucked with that. Not the know? blood brothers that we do not talk about that. Man on this podcast. <laughs> That's a bridge too far. So were, <laughs> were you, <laughs> we can do Tom, were you, were you a <laughs> young, that out, edit that out. did you have like, uh, like anarchist, like early anarchist vibes when you were younger? Um, no, you, no, you were really. like blowing stuff up, doing like phone freaking pranks, you know, freeing animals from, from, <laughs> yeah, from prisons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was cool. There was definitely a cool eco-terrorism vibe in Colorado when I was there. <laughs> no, that's, that's why, that's why I was mentioning that, there, you know, Jason's familiar with that sect of the eco-terrorists. He, he flirts with it on the discord. The Boulder oh, chapter yeah, yeah. put in some good work for us. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> I mean, guys, those mon- those monkeys need to roam free, and I think that's something we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already know. Set them, take them to the gallery, and let them go. So at fifteen, <laughs> at fifteen, you're listening to Kelly Osbourne's ex boyfriend play Warp Tour Pop. Cut to twenty years later, and I see you in an international city touring alone, literally playing raves with a keyboard. Like how do you how does a yeah. guy get there? Yeah, Tom, I think I think used at 15 is uh, is not cool enough for you as a person. It's shocking. I think you're going to have yeah, to I mean, you're, can you go back in time and do better, please? Yeah, yeah, I need to rebuild my like teenage apocrypha. I, my friend Mike Silver who who you both know, I believe or Jason yeah. does. He's always like he'll always be like, "Oh yeah, I was really into whatever that Cocteau Twins like <laughs> seven inch when I was 11. I'm yeah, like, that's what, what I'm fuck, talking dude? about. <laughs> that's no, me. I don't, that's that wasn't me. me. I was. Yeah. That's that's not me, man. So he's somebody that is able to trump you in in that regard, then. For sure. For sure. Well, did you ever listen to No Effects? That's a real question. 
Um, I listened to no effects only briefly and only to fit in when I, uh, started at a new high school. Well, I, I just want to go on record that no effects does rock, uh, at certain points. Um, but I just, I just wanted to, Yo, ask Chris, you. I got something to tell you right now. <laughs> I was in a band. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was in a band when I was 15. Okay. And we, we played a full cover of the 30 minute no effects song, the decline. Wow. That's not a song, Tom. That is a masterpiece. That's an EP. <laughs> Tom, wow. I just it's not a song, bro. It's an opera. Yeah, I that's, just it's a movie. my whole opinion about you, Tom, actually. So yeah. wait, would you... It's not a song, bro. That's a Shakespearean. To quote my <laughs> <laughs> a Shakespearean? Did you... Tom, me gusta. When you were in a band at 15 playing 30-minute no effects covers, was your beautiful voice making an appearance or were you just playing the guitar? That's actually a good question. I always sang. I always sang in bands, but I, I also screamed a lot. Like that band was like Hell our yeah. our live affect was I would scream until I would puke and it felt like, you know, a flex to puke on stage at the time. I learned very, that actually from the singer of The Used. I remember very, seeing, it, seeing him do it for the first time. Very cathartic. Um, very cathartic. I, I'm I'm impressed by the dedication. But then so, wait, so when you would when you would sang sang so hard that a uh, <laughs> that your that your boy pukes on stage. What what did we is was there like a pre concert meal or is like a certain thing that you would eat so when you puked it had it looked cooler or were you? I mean, not at that point that in my ahead? life, to be fair, at that point in my life, the pre concert meal was mostly ecstasy. So. <laughs> wow! So you were doing so, and, and not a surprise to anyone that, that's familiar with your work. You were you were you were ingesting mind altering substances prepubescent almost yeah no definitely prepubescent for sure yeah so you didn't even have any hair on those nuts and you were taking ketamine in colorado yeah precisely in yeah. fact okay so so, no, so no wonder you're so twisted it all makes sense now. i mean bro the big vibe the big vibe when i was like oh god this is on the podcast the big That's vibe right. when i was like 11 was was my bad kid friend travis would like let us huff brake cleaner at his dad's garage mm-hmm who amongst us hasn't done something like that, though, you know? I, I haven't, but I will say that Travis is the name of every bad guy in the crew. <laughs> yeah, at that for age. sure. I would, I would like to for say. Sure. I, I have to say why. that, dude, Travis was such an incredible skateboarder. It was unreal. Was he hot? Uh, no. No. Well, at least he had skateboarding. Um, yeah. you know. is he, does he, did he take over his dad's garage, or did he become a person of worth? No, Travis got beaten up. I remember, actually, dude, this is so twisted. So Travis lived in like Longmont, Colorado, and mm-hmm. he he like talked shit to some kids, and they beat him up really badly. And his parents sent him to a boarding school in Washington State. Never saw him again. Well, that means Travis is probably rich now with a hot wife and two kids. Nah, bro, they were. It was like pretty. That he was not a not a bougie kid. It was pretty rough. Damn, not would, Washington State. My hunch would be Travis lives in Greeley, and works. <laughs> If he's lucky, works in a managerial position at the meatpacking plant. <laughs> well, Tom, I mean, it sounds like to me, if you didn't have those beautiful pipes, that might be your fate. Am I wrong? <laughs> Ooh, that's actually interesting. Thank, thank God Jesus Christ himself made Tom such a pipe man. Yeah, thanks, thank the Lord for, for blessing me. But um, no, I was always able to dodge trouble. You know, that's like my special technique is, is like I could like talk shit to the kids and then they'd be like, hey, we're going to beat you up. And I'd be like, no, actually, what I was saying was funny, and and you should, you know, have a little sense of humor about yourself, and they'd be like, "We like this little guy." Damn, 
<laughs> and then and then you would maybe sing them a little little you take them on a little harmonic ride with those pipes and they'll be like never yeah. mind this is this man yeah. is a national treasure i'd be like let me burn you guys let me put put a mini disc together for you guys with some experimental <laughs> tunes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I did notice. I, I did notice on on the World Wide Web though. It is isn't it the is it the tenth anniversary of your of your breakout album? That's true, man. Yeah, I mean the tenth anniversary. It was like kind of announced a little early because the record came out. My record Love Remains came out um, over the course of like 2009, 2010, Released first as EPs, then collected as an LP. What label? What label is this on? Let's get to business. That's what I'm saying. It was first released by a small California-based label um, called Lefty Records, which is now defunct, but like did like the first Neon Indian record, did like Uh some other like semi. I just I just tasted sparks in the back of my throat. Continue. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but then it came out proper worldwide release on Triangle Records later in 2010. So did you get a little um, upstream deal or did you not have a deal with that label in California? That's correct. Yeah. It was like, they gave me a thousand bucks to, to make a thousand copies or something for California. What was yeah. this put out? Was this put out on CDR or just a classic yeah. disc maker situation? I mean that, the, that label did like vinyl, they did CDs, okay. etc. But when I was living in, I was living in Cologne, Germany in 2008, nine. And I, uh, I was making little like three inch CDRs. So cool. And mm. sending them around the world to people, which was so bizarre. I go to the where, middle, wait, like, where were they hearing it? Were you, were they were asking for them because of like your MySpace or something? Or was it like, yeah, yeah. my blog spot, I had like a, a order button and it would just literally was like, send me your address via email and PayPal. It was like early PayPal days. Mm-hmm. Damn, this is cool. What was the blog spot? Was it how to dress all.blogspot.com? That's, that's correct. It's still up. Yeah. Cool. So then I, I didn't know that. That's very cool. You did, yeah, bro, you, that's like literally how it all started was just posting like a song every couple days and then being like, okay, those six songs are a new EP. I did like six or seven EPs in six months in a really like feverish period. And you were you living alone in Cologne? Yeah. I was living alone at that time. Were you making the music alone or did you have some partners that would come lay down some pedal steel for you? No, this was <laughs> sorry, Chris. <laughs> There is no pedal steel on my Wait, early what? like noise home recordings. God damn it! This, I, Jason, I said I didn't want to book this guest. I told you I didn't want to have this guy. <laughs> Tom, just play ball. Just entertain the guy for yeah, yeah, for yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, I'm actually playing a you know a, a vintage guitar that once belonged to Jeff. Um, so that's when we all, so we were opening for Ryan Adams and then uh, <laughs> first of all, I'm I am a Tweety stand, but not that bad of a Tweety stand. You know, I, know I don't think. I've ever heard a Ryan Adams song. Well, you're missing Good out. For you. um, I, I think that I think that your Tweety references are because you lived in Chicago, and that is a reference point for you. Um, yeah, you I think it's just Ch- so funny to to make fun of you for listening to Jeff Tweedy's music. Yeah, that also is funny. I agree, especially uh, especially considering the the fun pun of how often Chris spends on on the Twitter application. Oh, um, nice. I don't like that joke that much, but that's that's a helpful connection. Well, Jason tries Tom and sometimes he fails. So you're living it's in a, Germany. It's a real bad joke. I get that. You're living hold on, you're living in Germany and you're making it are you making this music alone in your crib or did you have a little stew? No, I was just working at the crib. Yeah. So what kind of gear what kind of gear are we working with at this time? What do we have in the lab? In the lab is a <laughs> a Tascam digital eight track. Okay. Uh, 
a Shure SM58 microphone, mm. Mm. Audacity on an old MacBook, and a keyboard from like the German Kmart. Okay, so there's <laughs> so there's no vintage Martin acoustic at all. No, no, sir. Okay. No, okay. sir. Just want to make sure. But you can play guitar, right? Yeah, yeah, I play guitar. Yeah, not can well. Every, can you play every instrument though? Or are you a little bit of a you can fake it all, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can play a little keys. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not by any you know, measure a, a real musician. Mm-hmm. We know. other than um, I sing, I sing beautifully. Yeah. Right? You do, but that's that's God's that's God's gift. That, yeah, yeah, you, you seem like like R and B is the dream, but you can't slap the little four stringer like TJ though. We know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. TJ TJ fancies himself a man who can slap at the bass. He thinks he's fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're sending. So you're selling and sending mini discs, mini CDRs <laughs> to your to your burgeoning global audience. Yeah, from from a a so and then did it take off? Is this like cool. the hype M era? This is Bandcamp like one point Is this like the yeah. hype M era where like a song goes viral on something like that and then it's like off to the races? Yeah, I mean it, it was definitely the hype M era. It was like the blog era, so it was it was way less like um, about like I don't know virality than mm-hmm. it was about like properly speaking community. Like mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. were like ten or fifteen blogs that I both read and commented on. And then I started sharing my music with those blogs and people would be like, yo, this guy makes really cool music. Like let's send it around. Um, and literally off those blogs, you know, it got from there to the New Yorker, I think was the first what thing to, to comment on my music more, more broadly at a, a higher level. Damn, Damn. Tom went, Tom went straight from the gutter of Colorado to the gutter of Germany <laughs> to, to the liberal media elite choice publication. No, you mistold the story. I went from like the the liberal bastion college town That's of true. Boulder, Colorado, to Cologne, which is the you know the the like the queerest place in Germany outside of the Berlin nightclubs, mm-hmm. um, and from there straight to the to the tote bag of, <laughs> of the world. <laughs> the tote bag of America's, the world. The America's tote, tote bag. bag. America's, America's tote, tote bag. bag. Wow, that's so. After did did something like actually like go off after the New Yorker thing, or was it still like a slow climb? Um, how long until the Allbirds deal came through is what we want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like you know, it's it's funny. Like it went from the New Yorker to like you know Pitchfork to the New York Times mm. and beyond or whatever. A like darling, pretty, a darling. Yeah, pretty quickly. Um, well, that at the time was like was. Did, were you able to understand the, I guess the, it was so different the size I mean, of that. Is, like, 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 what was the New Yorker to you in two thousand seven or two thousand eight? I mean, like, was this like a so, crazy deal, or were you like, I don't know? No, no. So the the odd thing is that the obviously the the kind of like texture of social reality, social media reality, has changed so much now. Because when I was being written about in the New Yorker, to my mind, the New Yorker was like fucking amazing like mm-hmm. untouchable at this institutional level that i couldn't possibly reach mm-hmm. and then it hit the internet but because this is like before instagram before really twitter even like i had a twitter but i didn't use it mm-hmm. um so i'd write like i'd write like yo to like <laughs> one of my friends on twitter <laughs> um is this thing on <laughs> yeah exactly um and so it was so bizarre because like on the one hand i was like landing in these you know, this kind of rarefied critical space, but then it didn't really echo through my life at all. Mm. I mean, I was also at the same time, I was like 
um, working at a, as like a scientific research assistant for uh, the Institute for um, the Neuzeitliche Erkenntnistheorie und so weiter, like the, mm. the, yes. the Institute for Contemporary Theories of Knowledge at the university there. So it was Jesus like, Jesus Christ. I just, <laughs> I just fell, I just fell asleep. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So it was this very bizarre thing. I mean, you know, like one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm doing this thing in, in, uh, I think we're going to launch it next month. This, like we're doing it through Patreon, which, you know, whatever, say what you will about Patreon, but it's not going to be like a fan club. It's going to be this, like m every month I'm, I'm doing a program basically. So every month we're going to release like, you know, music that I haven't been able to release from like past art installations or things like that. Things that I couldn't release because of formerly like restrictive label contracts or mm -hmm. um, sharing different like kinds of artworks, uh, different like glimpses into the record making process for my next record, which Chris will be happy to know has a lot of guitar on it. Oh, hell um, yeah. Did you hire, did somebody from the national come in and play that or like how did it work? <laughs> no, bro. I'm just strumming. I'm out here strumming. Wow. Um, I could have put you in touch with some guys, but next time think of me. Yeah, yeah, I will. I want to get that. Uh, I want to get no caps guitar player on it. That is a cool idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> he likes that. Yeah, but so like, we're going to talk about this in the, in the Patreon. Like, the world has changed like in such an insanely decisive way. So it was like this really weird experience where like my shit was like popping off on these platforms, and it like didn't yield that much i mean obviously yielded like the kind of foundations for my whole career or whatever but there wasn't a clear <laughs> roi <clears throat> no i mean it's weird like the the most money i've ever made in my career were at periods where i was receiving the least critical Not attention a, was that because the subaru commercial the, the, you know those can't be planned for tom <laughs> yeah it's kind of that it's also kind of like if you're a critical dandy especially if you're cr a critical dandy and viewed as like an outsider like somebody mm -hmm. making eccentric work or whatever mm -hmm. like you're not brand safe anymore baby so you're not going to be cashing those fucking uh, mm. you know those crispy chicken nuggets checks did you uh, <laughs> that is un that is unfortunate but who would you say just to situate our listeners who, who was yeah. the who was in your class in that that pitch first of all would you what's the pitchfork score First of all, you need to look it up right now. And cause you're, you're saying it, not me. So let's look up the pitchfork score. I see the laptop, Tom. Let's go. Who, who was, who were your contemporaries at the time? Like who were you touring with and like playing with? Like who was the squad? I mean, you know, it was, it was more like, um, the artists that like the, the interesting thing to me was this is the first time in like my life where I started to develop these like parasocial and then eventually proper friendships with, um artists that i really fucked with so that was like extremely sick like you know like i remember getting like you know a dm on myspace from you know my now like you know now friends of mine and being like yo cool record and i'd be like oh my god i've been listening to this dude's record for the last like six months straight and he just mm -hmm. messaged me cool record like it was pretty it was pretty kind of like that was the stuff that was really cool to me well, at I, the time I, I didn't really know like what what a pitchfork score would mean to be honest so, so what like, did you what did you say back to kid cuddy then <laughs> when cuddy hit me i said yeah. i said bro you know i always got i always got you if you need someone to talk to bro Dude, that's fucking swag you, i yeah. you said you actually said bro i heard you're holding liquid cocaine i've never seen that before can you let me get some Ooh, i forgot about liquid <laughs> cocaine so so tom you so 
I want to get back to to this new form of media that you are creating here. So you said yeah. you're, you're creating a program. Yeah. What what do, you, what do you mean by that exactly? <clears throat> well, it's a, it's like um it's going to be on Patreon, it's subscription and it's a, you know, on I think either next week or in early November we're going to release the details around this, but basically I like put together this kind of perspective calendar for 2020 2021. Um, and each month there's like a piece of music or art. Um, and then this kind of like writing practice. Cause I'm also like, you know, another thing that, you know, I bite off more than I can chew always in life, but I'm also writing this like book project for mm. a, a press that I'm really excited about. Kind of like when I got that New Yorker post, when I like had a meeting with my now prospective agent at this at this press, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to put out a book with this press. This is so fire. Tom, Tom, yeah. I, I, no one will understand what the book is about, but if you could give us a, an overview, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will in a, I will in a second, okay, but let me, okay, let me I'm finish sorry. the, let me finish the calendar chat. Cause like, just to give you an example of like what's going to happen month to month in this, like, um, so for November, the first month of the program in 2017, I think you were there, James, actually, I did this like multi-channel, audiovisual installation around this document that's called we are all very anxious it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a sort of open theoretical text from like people like mark fisher and some other philosophers who are working under this thing called the per- institute for precarious consciousness mm. um so i made this like art installation sound installation around it i also worked with the australian uh like digital artist jason Abayer on it and my friend alexandra Kleeman who's a novelist, lives in New York. She wrote this amazing book called You Too Can Have a Body Like Mine. Chris, you probably know. She, she probably I'm stomps in your that. grounds. I'm yeah. familiar with Chris that. is familiar yeah. with Big Al. Yeah, Loki, Loki, Alex has been a friend of mine since high school because she's also from Boulder, baby. Let's go. I love when Tom. I love when Tom has old friends. Sorry, all those words you just said sounded like a brain dead T-shirt. So I'm a little. I'm reeling. <laughs> uh, but, but, but no, come on, man. Come on. At least you at least can know that that's more Boot Boys level than brain dead. Well, you have, maybe you haven't checked out the most that's recent true. brain dread drop it drop on hypebeast.com. That's your yeah. <laughs> fact. Good, good point. <laughs> we only, we yeah, only so, look at hype so, machine, bro. So I'm like re I'm like remixing, um, like mixing the music that I made for this eight channel installation, mixing it down as like an EP, and then also writing this essay called "We Are All Very Anxious in 2020." Um, Mm -hmm. and then additionally during the month in, in November, we're going to have like a conversation on discord, uh, like an, like, like this, like an audio conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't don't compare, don't compare discord to the art of podcasting. So you'll be, you'll be using the failing discord platform. Carry on. (laughs) Yeah. Alex Kleeman and, uh, I think friend of the pod, Sean Monahan and I are going to have a conversation about like global networks and how they produce anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. So each month there's some kind of like, you know, like some, some there's, there's a lot of content like that. There's a lot of stuff for, for a, a high level thinker to sink their teeth into. So we're yeah. getting, we're getting music, we're getting writings, we're getting happenings, even in the, in the digital space, we're getting a full, a full content, a full content menu. Are you looking for yeah, a them right. jeans remix? Just let me know. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I am. I'm I, actually. I'm looking to get a them jeans, a crookers. Do um, not. Do not. <laughs> there, we can get you. We recently listened to a them jeans XX edit, and it's still slap. Let me tell you. Damn. 
Yeah, come yeah, yeah, come check me out. I'm sure it hits. I'm sure it hits. I bet if you threw a, a triple X verse on there, it'd be a. <laughs> now we're cooking with gas, baby. <laughs> Damn, that's no, okay, idea, that's Tom. that's going to be my new gray album. It's, I'm yes. going to I'm going to yes. do XX and Bro. the that's XX Tentacion. It's going to be Damn. it's going to be the that's new the J, the Jay Z melancholy infinite sadness. That's a great idea. Excuse me. Yeah, somebody mashed up Jay Z with with the Smashing Pumpkins and, and made the work like the best worst album artwork I've ever seen. What is it called? I don't even know what it's called. I forgot what Jay Z album it is, but it's it's li- oh no, it's like Marcy Projects and the Infinite Sadness, I think, and it's just a uh-huh. whole album of of Smashing Pumpkins and Jay Z mashies, which is <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I so it, 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 so sad. It, it both elated me and depressed me at the same time. It was so really- yeah. I can the see artwork, that for you. The artwork, somebody somebody <laughs> painstakingly recreated Jay-Z's face in this artwork. This is like not, it's not a hack job of the art. It's only a hack yeah, job Yeah, they spent more time on the you artwork than, than the music itself, I'm assuming. To, to be fair, I did not listen to music, and I'm sure Jason didn't either. So, Tom, what what are your what are your thoughts on Patreon as a as a service? I know you 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 let it spray with a little apprehension, maybe because you've heard us talk <clears throat> talk down on it, but you know. Oh, I actually haven't heard you talk down on it. Okay. Um, Just everyone else in the world? You know, I mean, I I have, like, worries about this the model, like, in two different directions, about this kind of neo-patronage model. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the one hand, so it, it creates two possible situations, both of which I think are, like, lame or worse, like, fucking really bad. Um, <laughs> Not much is one, worse than lame, but I'll, I'll try to I use know. my imagination. Well, so one of the ways that it figures things is kind of like fans vis-a-vis artists. And like, I should always say, I mean, I think that this is clear, but I think it's, it isn't clear. It's so weird. You see it on Twitter, like people standing like artists with 4,000 followers, but like Zed has fans and like Harry Styles has fans. Now we're talking, but I do not have fans. You know what I mean? Like I have people who support me. And Tom, in a community, I think, that, I think mm. this is. I, I like where your head's at, Tom. Yeah. But some people want to be fans. You know what I mean? Like they identify as fans versus. Yeah. So Tom, I, you don't you don't think you have real fan fans? I think I think I would disagree with that. I think the music. No, no. You, I, oh, I, I think he I doesn't do, want to but, call them that. Yeah, I think I do, but I, I just oh. don't think it's like I, I think that the fandom is just different than like I think that there's a collapse where it's like it's just important to note that. Harry Styles has fans in a different way than I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't um, remember you don't remember me waiting outside the back door of Mercury Lounge with my vinyl waiting to get signed as you came off stage? I remember that vividly. The first time yeah. we met, actually. But um, you but you've you heard were so young. You were so young and so innocent. <laughs> I you, did I did give you a bump though. Don't forget that. Tom, you you've heard <laughs> We went straight to lit. We went we went to lit for the after party. Um Zed Zed's clarity though, you know. Write write a song like that, and then you'll get something called a fan. All right. Yeah, exactly. I'm, no, I'm trying I, my best. But I, I think, I think I you do have a fan. So so, what is the difference between somebody who is a a real, honest to goodness fan, and then somebody who is, supports you as an artist? Is there like a little bit of feeling bad for the person, or just like I really like no. what they're doing? Or no, I guess what I mean to say is that like does it involve I sex? Have... No, no, no. What I, what I mean to say is that like. I it can. So here's here's <laughs> here's what I mean to say is that like I've learned in my ten years doing music like all over the world like you know I've had this insane fucking 
absolute accidental career and i've played shows everywhere in the world it's been fucking amazing yeah. you've been pimping all over the world for over 10 years now you yeah, are popping, beautiful you're popping in many countries that i can't pronounce and old place on a map fact fact um women with their own condominiums type shit you know um <laughs> no no <laughs> yeah the light bill um, is paid on time the car note is already taken care of these are independent yeah. women yes but what i mean to say is that like I have just learned in the 10 years that I've been doing it that like I'm if I'm doing something creative, if I'm thinking something, it means that it's like a signal out in reality. And there's a shitload of other people who are also picking up on that signal. Like I think I think that creative signals kind of like circulate like the weather. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like some like stroke of genius type artist i think that i'll agree with that. i i <laughs> no i think of myself i like produce a signal because mm-hmm. i'm picking up signals and then like a thousand people in riga come out and the latvians are picking up on the signal mm-hmm. and then i go to manila and there's 200 kids in manila mm-hmm. you know who are picking up on the signal i think i think in the agency world we call this the zeitgeist would you disagree okay yeah and in but my I world i would call you. this Five, the five G network available now on T Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, yes. Well, but we then know like, Tom Q Q A on Tom. We'll get into that later. But why do you say it like that, bro? Why can't you just pronounce it normal? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, lot more fun to do it that way. When 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 Chris, you know, quote unquote, says it wrong on purpose, know. you know, it's a false flag that he's signaling. I know he's just putting it out there. He's mm-hmm. sending out a signal too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. So here's what I would say. Like, there's the the fans vis-a-vis artists thing, which I think is lame. Mm-hmm. And then I also think that the like the logic of patronage is lame, where they're like, work. You know, like, I've paid for you. Now work, artist. Mm. Like, that's a dark zone. Like, I think that it treats, I think in a way, like, it treats the artist as kind of like an, ex- like an extractable resource. Like, the artist is like a mine. And it has, it has a little bit of a, a busker energy of the yeah. the uh, facts, the acoustic facts. guitar case opened up on the subway platform. I have heard Tom playing Wonderwall on the acoustic at the tube station before, so don't let him tell you. But that. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't mean, even know that I could sing a verse to Wonderwall, so don't even. Tom, well, let me know. You, I, can, I can come in and cut my vocal, Tom, whenever. Just yeah, I got you. But you probably know more of like the origins of of patronage than I would of of I think yes. it, it could be rooted more in just literally like you know supporting the arts because you believe in them, not because you want to fuck Harry Styles, but because you you know no, believe I mean, that what origin, Tom is doing is the origin is important. Patronage is be. like is like royal exploitation, mm. right? Like the king. Just okay, having, what like, about the second iteration then? second time around no but this is what i'm saying i don't think it's like necessarily evil i just think it's kind of lame so like i'm much more interested with this patreon thing of of being like yo this is a it's more like a gallery if you can think of it like that a digital Mm -hmm. digital space you know so like i'm more interested in people who are like oh i'm like interested in the same shit tom's interested in now once a month i'm gonna have an occasion to listen to like some cool people talk about it listen to some music about it do some reading about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think you're. I think you're in an interesting position because you actually have all of these interests and want to share them and can share yeah. them well. So I think yeah. that it does present a different kind of situation, only because there aren't a lot of people like you, and there are definitely aren't a lot of people offering that to their quote unquote fans. Tom, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to manage a community though? Do you have the the cojones to be? 
to be a community <laughs> thought leader? I'm not sure. To be a to be a rainier. Yeah, be because a- you know, because once once those pay, those Patreon pesos start prancing in, you're gonna have to start putting in work. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have. I'm worried about it being too much work, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm trying to limit it and just do like this kind of like once a month for you know. I've done a lot of the work that's gonna go into this thing. I've already done it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the music is already made. A lot of the art is already made. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of the cool shit that I'm able to do with this Patreon is like um, commission video work, original video work from artists that I've wanted to work with and mm-hmm. haven't had an occasion to do so. Great. So in that way, it's actually not that much work for me. It's like, Hey, I'm giving you whatever, 5,000 bucks to make a video to this. Mm-hmm. Like, like as an example, I was like the first artist to ever be invited to make music on and for the Getty tram a few summers ago. I don't know if you caught that. I I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. You turned that into a real haunted hayride with, with your Tom tunes, didn't you? (laughs) So I get on, I'm at the Getty. It's beautiful. It's sunny. I get on the tram and all of a sudden I'm in a fucking dungeon in, in Uzbekistan. All those, all the, you know, a couple of years (laughs) ago, I went went really, that was like, that was like two or three ethereal. No, you did. That That was like two or three years ago. Was it not? So that That's was around right. the same yeah. time that all those fires were happening around the Getty. Coin- coincidence? I think mm. not. Yeah, there, it wasn't arson. They just they just simply put on Tom's newest mixtape. Dude, jeans. I was I was working on. So like, they were like, you can work on the recordings up here at the Getty, and I was like, wow. cool. I got up there and I was like, okay, so where's the studio? And they were like, oh, we don't have a studio. We just thought you would like to come up here and work. So <laughs> next day, I I was like, all right, I hear you. Next day, I showed up with my like mobile setup like laptop mo2 microphone mm-hmm. midi keyboard and i just worked at the highest point of the getty for like two weeks five days a week that's very cool highest in but, the room. but black cb it was crazy because looking out to the north and west it was just flames mm-hmm. so i was like on another wave like it was very wild it was cool what, you didn't what, even need to take drugs i was gonna ask what substance yeah. was, what, what substance was big tom on at the time Bro, I was just booling off a latte and just fucking grooving, you know? Mm-hmm. So you were watching L.A. burn, sipping a pumpkin spice, and just making beats. <laughs> Yo, yeah, it's like this every day, bro. Loops. You're, a regular, loops. you're a regular Jay Dilla, bro. That's cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, Tom, I think... Wow. I Chris think Black that, uh, with another 25-year-old reference. <laughs> that's, that's part of my character, Tom. Thank you You know what, Jeans? Jeans, you know that, like, uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, like, Jeff Tweedy called up Chris Black and he was like, hey, have you heard of this artist, Jay Dilla? He was like, no, I haven't heard of him yet. I'm going to check it out, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and then... Yeah, thanks for the text, bro. And then two um, weeks later, Chris writes back and he's like, damn, he, it, I, I think he died already. So, is Donuts, like, is that the best shit? Or is there, like, some other stuff I should check out, damn, Jeff? Bro. What do you think? Nice. So, nice so I, I think th- no I think I think that the next evolution for you, Tom, is to maybe I would like to see you create a new version of Patreon that is less lame. I think that because I have I feel the same way about Patreon, where like it's it's like a good tool, it's there, but it really is inherently lame and 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 kind of it just kind of feels odd using it, and that's why we've been resistant to it. But I think that like yeah. the, the bones are there, and with the right tweaking, you know, I like to think of it as as you know, a, a Patreon system 1.0 that can kind of be developed and, and honed into something that we all are okay with using. Yeah, I'm curious how it goes. I mean, to be to be totally honest, they reached out to me, so that was like why oh. I I Ooh. got this. I started this by being like, oh shit, okay. 
I guess yeah. I could do a Patreon. That's um, all. That's all it takes, ladies and gentlemen. Must be nice. This podcast is absolutely exploding, and no one from Patreon has gotten in touch with us. <laughs> Unfucking believable. You want? Yeah, but uh, you know what you guys should use? You guys should use that thing. I think it's called Ghost. What's that? You know about this, James? Ghost.org, I think. Yeah, I've it's heard like of a, it. It's like a new publishing platform that like takes less. It's, it's kind of percentage. like a. It's like a, a Substack alternative. Yeah, but it's more. It's more like Patreon. Like it has more than Substack. I think. But it's definitely like open source publishing, like whatever, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, it absolutely is and should be the future of, of content and media. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know. Chris disagrees, but Boomer Black is unfortunately on the wrong <laughs> side of history. I'm, I'm, I mean, I also agree with Chris on this, though. I think that the like... I, I love gatekeepers. That, what can I say? Yeah, I like that shit, too. The problem is all the gatekeepers, you know... One of the essays that I'm writing in this in this book project is about like the Facebook's lies about the value of pivoting to video, you know? Yes, yeah. A classic, like, a classic foil. Yeah. I mean it's just it's so staggering to me that like basically they like convinced everybody to pivot to video on the prim- on the ground like on the on the ground of some lies. Mm-hmm. And then all of the gatekeepers became the lamest shit on earth. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of like, it's, it's actually darker than just like some managerial level person being like, let's make this content snackable. It's, it's way darker because the writers have learned what they think good reading and good thinking and good writing looks like mm-hmm. through the kind of idiom and the cadence and grammar of the pivot to video. So I, I'm with Chris on this. I don't really fuck with. I don't really fuck with all this individuated like content channel. I, I wish there were like really great, and obviously there are, but they're so like small and inconsequential because of how big the the Condé Nasts of the world. Well, are. hey, watch your watch your mouth. When I'm talking about <laughs> this, I'm talking about Condé Nasts specifically. Yeah, um, yeah, you love Condé. and my love, my love for printed media well, and yeah, but you you have a love for a, a Condé Nast because of a certain era where they were you know yes. potentially perfect and you know they they jumped the shark at a certain point. Um, yeah, facts. And so haven't but, we all? You know, yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean, I you know we need those gatekeepers, we need those things like that. But at a certain point, they will get too big, and then you have to you know put the put the silver bullet in the head and start over. Well, that's why yeah. how long gone is here to pick up the slack. We are the new gatekeepers. You come on this podcast, and you're basically blessed into the Illuminati. So, Tom, yeah. welcome. Uh, Thank nice you, to bro. have you. This Thank Patreon's going to explode, obviously, thanks to your appearance <laughs> on this little program. So, yeah, the least we could do with a talented old bud. Yeah, you know maybe I mean? yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. you should increase your storage on your blog spot because your website will probably get shut down with all the new traffic. Yeah, in so. my blog spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't hit that in a minute. Maybe I should start posting there again. I think, honestly, I think that's one of the coolest things you could do, knowing that it has the history that it does. Hmm. We never really got, we, I didn't get the like proper intro that like I hear for other like real mates. I mean, I know that like when we you're do that before, we do that before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We do I that on the intro. Podcast, we so know you've know. never listened to it. <laughs> and you know, Tom, Tom, why don't you go ahead and time. suck my fucking dick, Tom? The disrespect, Tom. How long gone? I don't no, have I'm time. Kidding. For the I do. Music I do. Either, so I, I listen to some beautiful epies. I listen to some yeah, epies. Tom, Tom does, does does be listening, and we've had many a pod over the years. This is basically, you know, Kanye coming on Joe Rogan for us. 
You know, yeah, in a way. It's just, in a way. just three intelligent people. <laughs> a mentally ill person and an out-of-touch bald guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the guy who just pulls up the stuff on YouTube. You're no, yeah. Jason. Yeah, you're the you're the you're the um, you're, you're Elon the Musk. You're the producer who got COVID, so they had to cancel the appearance. That's that's what that's what happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, when I was driving, when I was driving across Colorado, I I paused the K Punk audio book um, to listen to some How Long Gone. Thank you. Well, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. When you need some comic relief, because I know you're doing a lot of, you know, white paper reading and deep listening, and you know, things that I'm not capable know. of. I'm not. You already know. Of. So, Tom, so, Tom, what do you miss about Los Angeles the most right now? And you can't say your friends. Um. You bring your I dog know, out man. here? You got your dog with yeah, I got, you, Yeah, right? I, I got shrimp with me. I got the dog with me. Okay, thank God. He keeps his fucking dogs with him. You know that. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> no, I don't... <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that, like... Don't say nothing, Tom. Some authentic Mexican territory. food? No, I mean, I had a meal with your brother recently, Jason, that was fire from Scaffs. Um, Scaffs Le- Le- Lebanese what cuisine? Is- what is scaffs? That sounds like a, a, something I would get on my leg after hiking. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, le- it's no, a it's Lebanese bomb restaurant. Bombass <laughs> Lebanese. It's CB. It's so fire. You would love it. I it's love just like bom- proteins I, and vegetables. You would. You I love would, bomb-y, love it. I love bomby ethnic vegetable based cuisine. Mm-hmm. Are you eating? You're not eating steak, are you? I would never. Yeah. No. The no. steak there is flambe. Elite we know you steak. like we know you like steak. It's Tom, flambe, eat, literally, and physically. Uh, and- you eat weird shit, though, Tom. I feel like you're a weird eater. In what sense? <laughs> I just feel like you don't you don't enjoy like a, a smoothie. You got to have something extreme. I like a smoothie, but it's got to have some damn some damn bee pollen in it, or I'm not. Mm. Well, I'm not come on, the bro. That's the, no, bro. That's starter pack shit, baby. We're in LA. Yeah. Bee pollen. That, that shit. <laughs> Be pollen you get at the gas station, bro. That yeah, Chris. That Chris wants you to have some like ground up, like shape metal shavings or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. colloidal. You know, I hit the colloidal silver if I'm feeling a little tickle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always chewing on a hunk of silver. <laughs> if I'm feeling a little tickle, um, <laughs> no, I just I I I I want your diet to meet. You know, to to match the extreme areas of your life, the other areas of your life that I know. Yeah, but so I, I but I think that you know both of you guys are extreme in your own right, and you have pretty regular guy palettes. Not, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, or, or, you hear the yeah. shots? No, this, hear, this is not this. Uh, that, I mean, let's be I, real though, Chris. You have you have a very regular guy palette with food stuff. Mm, but um, but I think more more so uh, the point specifically is that. Chris Creation Black. As, as weird as you guys are, Creation <laughs> with a K. With a K. But but <laughs> as weird as you guys are, and as as slender and fit and active as you guys are, both of you, both of you guys, and myself included, can really wolf down some grub. We yeah, be, but jeans, we be you know, eating I, good. Jeans, you know, I get zooted off the J Balvin meal like twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. We haven't talked about the J Balvin meal where, where his custom burger is a Big the Mac big with the, <laughs> with the pickles taken off of it. That's <laughs> Dude, literally wanna... that's literally it. It's a Big Mac con so con cool. no pickles. That's I don't so want to talk bro. about any. I don't want to talk about the amount of ink that we have given McDonald's in this podcast. Depresses me, and I'm not even like anti-capitalist like Tom. I just yeah. actually. Like McDonald's is truly <laughs> Satan. Like that's the worst out there, and I, it's funny, but it's also not funny. Is Walmart worse, or is uh, or is no? McDonald's Walmart's worse? cool. They offer stuff that I could use. McDonald's is Walmart gross. is not. Well, I, I love w- McDonald's. I went to Walmart like uh, like a couple weeks ago 
LP wanted to go cop a pumpkin. And I, I LP thought, life partner. I always every time you say that, I'm like, why is he chilling with LP right now? <laughs> he does like, Jason does like. Have you played with Run the Jewels, Tom? Be honest. I played some festivals with those guys, but you've shared the stage with the crooked Run the Jewels. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> not. A, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Uh, hopefully, they, hopefully they they swiffered and disinfected the stage before you went on. I demand that. I demand that. Mm. But yeah, you know, we, I, need I went my in. Candles out. I need my bowl of fresh fruit. So L- me, me, LP, and oh. Killer Mike went to Walmart, and and I wa- I felt physically. Jason, uh, Jason, and Killer Mike just dapped up all the cops just, together while just, Carolyn looked for look for <laughs> look for a pumpkin. <laughs> just being inside Walmart was just nasty, and and I did see a TikTok recently of a guy comparing what it's like going to Target versus going to Walmart, and he he's like a guy walking to Target, and they're like. Oh hey, take your mask off, man. We we trust you. It's all good. If you need anything out of the case, here's the keys. Just go pay for it, and it's all you know. And then it goes to Walmart, and there's like gunshots and people, you know, like police sirens and the whole vibe. And that you know that could be a problematic TikTok, and that is fine. But I just think mm-hmm. the the energy and the spirit inside of Walmart is like very evil and dark. And yeah, I think wow, it's Jason, worse. It's- I think it's worse than McDonald's. Well, have you ever been inside an Amazon? That's what I thought. That's the real criminal. I have been inside the Amazon, and it did have a similar vibe, except uh, just a similar tax bracket or a different tax bracket. Did you yeah. see that uh, that Simon Denny art project where he had somebody fabricate this thing that Amazon had patented, which is called a worker's cage? <laughs> so, so check it out. I keep, I keep Amazon, in one of those actually. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon factories are these super automated <laughs> stacks of goods, stacks of yes, pallets, yes, right? And yes. they move mad fast, like fifty miles an hour. Like they sort super fast, and so you can't put a body on the floor in the factory. So someone was like, "Why don't we make a cage the size of one of the pallet stacks, and we can toss a dude in there, get Perfect. past OSHA?" Then we don't Perfect. got the OSHA problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like the, uh, that's, the that, that's called way. that's called uh ingenuity. Good, yeah, yeah, it's ingenuity, exactly. And I'm not gonna yeah. let you sit here and flame America's greatest export like that on this podcast. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I will say though also Gene's like the McDonald's by my house in LA on Alvarado and Temple. Oh um that could that could use scene, a bath. Bro. That could use a bath. That's a yeah. bathroom, I think, more than a burger dispensary. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough scene. Actually, I, I popped over there with my my friend Pierce to get the to get the Travis Scott burger. Actually, this was our second time. Um, <laughs> you know why though? You know why we went the second time is because the first time they didn't give us the barbecue sauce, which is part of the Travis Scott combo. You know, you got to dip is. your fries in the barbecue sauce like he did in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, but Travis so we went Scott back a sucks. second time. Yeah, facts. Um, we went back a second time to get it and there, it was such an odd confluence of like the typical, um, scene there, which is like a lot of houseless people congregating, getting a meal or whatever. And then a lot of these like little hype beast tweens, um, pulling Mm -hmm. up to get their Travis Scott meal with a Sprite and screaming it's lit or whatever. (laughs) Tell them, tell them Travis sent you. No, tell them Cactus Jack sent me. Come on. Oh, my fault. Do you, do you think that all of these streetwear collabs and Travis Scott and, and, you know, young TikToker collabs for McDonald's will start to alienate their core old, old people audience getting coffee there every morning as well as Takashi six, nine getting coffee there every morning. Uh, I don't think it'll alienate them in the slightest. I think that like the, you know, to put on my, uh, 
to put on my uh, uh, my brand strategist hat right now. Oh, whatever, okay. Put on we my, accept that hat. To put on my corporate semi yeah, hat right now. Put on your Culver City chinos and lay and shoot me yeah. straight. It's a it's a it's a it's a forty seven new era Dodgers cap. Uh, just to be specific. Put on the Allbirds yeah. cardigan and ID eight with <laughs> me, King. <laughs> no, bro. You know what I'm about to rock. I'm gonna throw on the Mark Soterics or whatever. And <laughs> no, and the, I don't. I don't see it. I'm gonna put on my rare all conditions gear and, and pop this thought out for you. Okay. Unfortunately, okay. I don't see a whiteboard anywhere in in view right now. So I hope yeah. you're writing this down. No, dude. It's all off the dome. It's all mm, off the dome. Sick. You are. But, um, you are an artist. The way, the way that the market has become so stratified, and again, like we were saying individuated it's like people aren't in groups anymore people are in buckets and these buckets are very siloed from one another so like the travis scott meal only gets is only legible and salient to the people for whom the travis scott meal is appealing everyone else just goes oh mcdonald's burger mm-hmm. yeah you're absolutely and they go right. on about you're their absolutely business. right absolutely and also right. something i've been trying to trying to get some background info on is like how they're making the meal decisions because it's clear that that's not what jay balvin eats and that's not what travis scott eats mm-hmm. but like for instance there's a way there's a massive disparity in terms of the calorie count between the balvin meal and the travis scott meal right okay. so what are we do they know at? do they know i'm not even sure but one of them has a fucking mcflurry so you already know it's way more yeah balvin oh, has more but, more calories that's but so, so then are they are they getting Ugh. some insight? Do they have some insight driving the decision making there, which is like this 100%. demographic eats 100%. more or, yes. or will spend more? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that shit is fully scientific. So like McDonald's they're, they're is not... like the Latinx community can can have more calories than than the. I don't think they can Travis have. Scott I think fans. they they choose well, to consume also, or they like sweet stuff or you know whatever it is. Yeah, That's and what, what percentage of the Travis Scott meals are bought by the parents for the children? Mm. What percentage of them are bought by like suburban like, you know, caucasoids in head to toe supreme? Don't but this um, is Jason. Jason is a co-host of this podcast. Speaking, so I appreciate you didn't come from speaking like in present, how <laughs> what can I do you for? He, do you puts, need, he do you turns need on something? his camera. Jason turns yeah. on his camera, flips it around, head to toe supreme. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so cool, actually. See, that would be comedy, absolute <laughs> comedy. That would be very cool of you, Jason. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you you too think a lot about these things, Tom. Maybe maybe it can be included in your next um, Patreon program. Yeah, I'll toss it up on the Patreon. See what you know, you think. know, Tom. I'm going to subscribe to your Patreon to support the arts. Um, and I will know, I will bro. request a free media pass to uh, to the paywall, please. Just. You know. Yeah, I can plug you in. I can plug you in for sure. <laughs> that that shows a lot about the differences between Jason and I. I'll give you a shout out. That's worth more yeah, than nine ninety nine. Give me a shout out. Jason. We just yeah. gave, we just gave, we just gave this big bitch an hour long shout out, Jason. We're not giving him another one. Hey, no, no, we're we're milking Tom for all that he's got. Um, yeah, yeah, his for sure. his teat is worn dry after after we've after we've I'll, ravaged. Oh, him. actually, check this out. I wanted to try something on you guys. This You're better be a magic host. trick. Are you no, about to drop a beat? Host. Okay, no, no. go ahead. Nobody ever says, yo, jeans, what have you been fucking with lately? Chris, what have you been fucking with lately? It's always, hey, Tom, hey, hey, Skeet, hey, uh, reality show person. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm serious. Like, what have you guys been doing? What have you been, what have you been listening to, Chris? Uh, Tom, do you really want to know? I'll bring up the iTunes right now. Um, Crank it. Let's go. The new Kevin Morby album is very good. I saw um, you tweet that. I saw you tweet new, that. The new Cut Worms album is very good. Hey, you know what you would really like, Chris? Um, you know my friend Pat McDermott? 
I don't know. I don't. Is he in training? Yeah, he would like that record. <laughs> you should check out his new records. And North Americans is his project, and it's he worked with a a, a lap steel guy. If we it's got lap steel, beautiful. Okay, I'm in. You're gonna love this record. Yeah, it's on Third Man, so you'll love it. Oh no, hold on. I hate that. Jack White's the enemy. <laughs> no, fucking ghost. Despite it being on Third Man, it is good. Uh, yeah, it's new, beautiful. They, they Americana did, shit. They did a beautiful Tom Petty Wildflowers reissue with all kinds of sick demos. Um, oh, turn up. That's fire. There's a there's a weird. I don't know how I discovered this, but it's like a '90s shoegaze band called Drop Nineteens that I had never mm. heard of before. That's very good. We brought back the broken social scene. You forgot it in people. Classic Canadian smash. Mm. Such a beautiful record, dude. You know um, what? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about their self-titled record. It was so influential for me, dude. That's interesting. They're great. They're they're underrated. I think in America. I think in Canada. You know. You know that. So you know Justin from Broken Social Scene drummed in How to Dress Well for a period. No, but he's a he's sick with it, as they say. Yeah. But he's not the yeah, drummer I, of Broken Social Scene. He is. No, just oh Justin. Yeah. Oh, sorry, is, is I, he I, a I, fan thought, of I thought you said Dustin. My bad. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I did a podcast with him. We did a Tall Tales back in the day. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, and then, and then a, um, Kevin Drew is, is a big yeah. supporter of mine too. I oh, really? really? I, yeah, because I'm just such a fan of his, and then he kind of got tipped off to my music, and he was like, oh, I see it, Okay, bro. well, like, I see what you're doing. Him? We'd love to have him and Feist on the pod. Feist is, is a Chris. I, I Feist is one of the most underrated artists of our generation by oh, cool people. Yeah, I mean, a couple beautiful records. Uh, really? And there's another, well, I'll finish with, there's there's a, a group called Lomelda, and the album's called Hannah. Yeah. That shit is slapping. Yeah. What about, like, a, I, I mean, that's it, really. The rest is good shit you're going to make fun of me for, so I'll just stop. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. We but those are all. Ground. Actually, I really like Choir Boy. I like that record a lot too. I don't know it. It's it, it, there's this label called Days, like D A I S. Um, Dias, yeah, Dias. Dias, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Dias, yeah. And and they, it's the guy who used to do. It's Gibby that did Makeout Club. It's his label. Oh, facts. Yeah, they have some good records on that label. I've, I've, I've listened to some stuff there too. Also, Chris liked, which was an odd pick for Chris, the the Romy from XX Love so, that solo song. record. Oh man, no comment. That's just yeah, no comment. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too it's a little too upbeat so, for Tom. There are no there's Tom, no would you spiel. would you consider that to be false false house music? No, I would just consider it to be like super like I just am not moved, bro. Just uninteresting. Not even I don't even have anything negative to say about it. Like, I mean the the thing that for me lately especially is like I'm more like hyped on like the like I'm more hyped on like the my Zoom sessions with the Chicago area consortium for German philosophy than I am on anything at the level of culture. So, so you have not. So, in that case, can we get a I'm translation, going, my friend? I'm going to assume then, Tom, based on that statement, you have not heard the new Killers album, "Imploding Mirage," <laughs> in stores now, um, available wherever music is streamed. All the digital DSPs have it. Give it a listen, and then come back to about your little German friends in their Zoom. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Wait, Jeans, before I get into my little whatever translation, what have you been? What have you been uh, blowing the speakers of Wifey's Tesla with? <laughs> Jason, are you are you doing graffiti right now? I feel like I hear somebody writing with a sharpie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good, guilty as charged. Okay, so Jason's in his black book right now. Tom's not even paying attention to us. I'm uh, look. I'm yeah. a, I, the, He's working on his. He's doing his line work. Let him work. Look, he's I, a, a disciplinary artist. Chris, if, if yeah, I could yeah. turn the graffiti switch off, I would. I know, I know. You're old now. It's your forty. You can't go to jail for that. But it's gonna uh, happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
Uh, my, He's doing a wall in his own house. He, <laughs> Carolyn let him do a wall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweetie, you can. All right, sweetie, you can do. You can do the back. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, it's I cool do. how she support lets me like support the arts and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. my my music consumption is is completely mindless at this point. I listen like in in the in the car. It's the, cla- the classical music station is playing. Just that's yep. just always on. That's it. Don't think We're about it. Up to that. And then, and then, music-wise, I'm just cycling through NTS playlists and then putting putting something on that sounds interesting to me. And then I just set it and forget it. I'm not really doing yeah. much destination or appointment listening. I'm just like Jason's turned into an algorithmic listener, like the rest of these teens. No, quite I the mean, opposite because I'm not using Spotify not or listening. Apple Music yeah. or any of the NTS algorithms. Is the same, NTS is the same thing. It's just cool guys in London instead of fucking. No, it's absolutely uh, not, not cool the same thing. Culver it's City. being it's music that's being mixed. It's hand selected. It's, it's, it's hand selected. Music that's being mixed live. And stream to me twenty four hours a day by people who are yes. professional musicians. Yes, but you're picking your station based on the style of music that they're going to play. Yeah, but there's also, fair. but there's also, no, Chris, he's picking them based on the LA based persona that he is interested <laughs> in listening to mixes from Nick Lem- Mel- Melons, uh, I know, the but whole some, nine, you know. There's, but there's all there's. Uh, look, there's, I'm shout out to the we, shout out to the boys by the way. Yeah, I'm but, down uh, with we did it radio. To me, I, I like it. Jeans, jeans. What do you think of? Uh, the new Salem tunes that Shlomo, that Henry did the exact production on. Um, you know, I, it, I, I guess I kind of like it, you know, it's, <laughs> Dude, I, I, for some reason I fuck with both. Well, you know, new Salem coming out on, on, uh, mad decent, <laughs> our label. So just, just look out for it. Um, big ups to Diplo, our, our boss, you know, just shout out yeah. to them and the whole EDM community. Um, get that Salem, cop that Salem think, at Tower Records. I think um, white people doing chopped and screwed music, I'm guilty as charged of doing that, but I'm ready in 2020 for it to be something something different and new and exciting to me. Like, uh, you know, it, it, being chopped and, re- you know, slowed and reverbed is like the new thing to slowed do. Slowed and reverbed. And <laughs> it's just, I just want it to be, I want it to be done not for the sake of doing it, but not because it sounds cool on drugs, but like yeah. transform it into something special that never existed before is what I want it to happen. And it's, it's well, so really then happening. the big question, the, the uh, lingering question then is jeans. What do you think of my personal album of the year? Three, three, three by blade. <laughs> are, are you drain gang or not? What, what sneaker is that? Are you talking about blade? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pronounced blade, my dog. Is that is that? Can I get that at Champs? Is that inline product or is that like an exclusive? Uh, at I, I tried playing some Drain Gang. <laughs> Tom, Tom, I've tried to it's to a, play. Yeah, I got the Tribian. I got some pants from Tribian right here on the. I know you do, Tom. On. That's I know. I know. I got the Tribian pajama joints on sale. I like that. I know you're a shopper. They're so Tom, sick. Well, Tom I, really be how to dressing. I like I yeah. like pronouncing it Blady instead, Tom. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I I I do like that music. I think it has some of the coolest swag out right now. I tried playing it for my life partner and for Chris, and they don't really understand it, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I can't I can't imagine what would happen in Chris Chris Black's mind if you he heard guys, that music. You guys shut the fuck up. I'm pretty open minded. Chris does sorry, have an open mind, but sorry that I want to hear songs with a chorus and a verse. I'm sue me. Put me in jail for I mean, that. Bro, he's got hooks. His yeah, he's got hooks. For sure. One could argue it's I, all hook, but that's exactly. not a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, to answer your question, this is a drain gang supported podcast, sure. Yeah, facts. 
Mm-hmm. I know what you're. I know the graffiti you're working on. You're writing jeans, and then you're doing a little angel halo, airbrush details, stars and shit. Yeah, the whole way. yeah. The angel has the 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 kind of dramatic baby eyes because he feels yeah, very yeah. sorry for hurting your feelings. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm also you know kind of drawing different Burberry logos and things like that. Like <laughs> some of the some of the dream garments that I hope to be wearing one day once I become rich and famous. Tom shops nice. at Tom shopping at Trebian. Jason's shopping at Essence. It's just all we do is shop, guys. All we do is yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. Shop, shop, shop. No matter what. Yeah. I find it on Depop. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I follow this insanely sick store on Depop, and lately I've just been like, <laughs> like I, I don't. This maybe sounds. Yeah. Can you I'm just can gonna you, say it? I long to be a beautiful girl so that I can shop at this one Depop. It's so Tom, fire. All, you the do, all, you, all you have to do is shave and you're there. Thank you, sir. You're <laughs> tall. You, you're slender. You have a beautiful head of hair. That that is what I look for. So okay. so you're saying this this collection of Depop clothing has such a beautiful assortment of of women's clothing that you sometimes wish you it's, could you could be dressing in it. The taste level is so high and so unique. It's just like amazing. Have you found yeah. have you have you located the Instagram of the person who runs it? It's a good question. No, I mean I've, I located the shop on Instagram because I'm not be, I'm not out there surfing Depop, bro. When I say like I I, I follow the Depop, I mean I follow the Instagram. Oh wow, Tom! Um, Excuse me, Tom. You literally said Depop. How can yeah. I get confused? Yeah, but what do I look like to you, bro? I'm not out there just thumb cruising through Tom, Depop. De- dead ass, bro. I I you, <laughs> the shit you're doing, I'm so unfamiliar with it. It wouldn't surprise true, me true, true, true. if yeah, you were a Depop. But also, you know, have have an open mind, Tom. Grails can be found on every corner of the internet, Depop included. That's true. That's true. I'm a big Etsy. I, I found some classic vintage tees on Etsy. Fire. We don't. We we uh, we all believe that. But wait till I shut the block down with my new Bell and Sebastian yeah. vintage tee next week. It's over for you, host. Bro, my pops just just uh just threw a couple t-shirts my way from Costco. Some Dickies pocket tees, white well, pocket go. tees. I thought you were gonna say Great my dad. On. My dad threw me a couple of vintage Bell and Sebastian tees just this week. Yeah. Your dad, I, I assumed your dad was an if you're feeling sinister kind of guy. So that's cool that he he, he handed that down. To that you. cheeky little cut. <laughs> now you gotta keep in mind, my my dad is a is like a Herbie Hancock kind of guy. Like my first concert ever when I was. So this is maybe to answer the the very first question you asked me. Like when was I a freak? When I was like eight years old, my dad took me to a to a Hancock and Shorter performance at the Boulder Theater that literally was unlistenable trash. <laughs> <laughs> some some big noodling? No, just like you know, at the time they were into like these like super deconstructed, minimal, like kind of like organic imitating or organic mimesis jazz. And you it literally you, sounds you, like this. Literally sounds like you describing your new music. So I think you need to tread, tread lightly here. Tread lightly. Uh, as we're, as we're referring facts. to Herbie Hancock, when you say the word organic, is that from the organ instrument or is that from from nature? No, like nature, like, you know, like they were doing, I think they did a whole sequence, like a couple records where it was like, kind of like. Cruder and um, Dorfmeister? No, it was like a Rorschach paint splatter, scronk uh, mm. trumpet and key minimal <laughs> piano playing, like oh imitating bird languages. <laughs> imitating bird languages? Okay, so you Man, got bro, it. You got into it at, at uh, on a, maybe a downturn of their overall career path. 
Yeah, I mean, we weren't talking about headhunters pop music, bro. We're talking about your like dad. Your dad really handed down some demented shit. To That's some big, big freak hours right there. Yeah, big fact. Big fact. Damn, mind you, have, all he you, all he listens to now is like Casey and the Sunshine Band because he's a little older. So mm-hmm. he's well, cruising. He's cruising. Hey, if you introduced him to Wilco, he might like it. <laughs> well, Tom, us old guys, us old guys are into that. Tom, as, yeah, exactly. uh, as we're approaching the 420 hour, I do have to head off for obvious reasons. Is there a song <laughs> that you would like me to uh, to play you out are you with? Go do, are you about to go do knife hits, or what are you doing? Doing knife don't, don't, do don't trigger me like that, Tom. I only do knife hits when LP's out of town. She's got to be. I got. She's got to be in a different time zone for me to do something like that. Jason doesn't want. Jason doesn't want to ruin the wolf range with a knife hit. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got different priorities. Look, I could do it. I just don't want to okay i could totally do it she's not my boss she doesn't tell me what to do <laughs> well you know what tom maybe i will take back my request for you to uh choose a song then yeah tom tell us a song to play you Wait, out on bro something maybe up. people have yeah. heard blow me up tom okay something for the folks maybe play me out with a uh, with like a jam from uh like a mid-album jam from like the new coil album called healing cycles okay what else you got what else we got Anything we else. have a plan b how about anything on the Billboard Hot 100? No. Let me think. From the Hot 100, you could do... Um, no, actually, the more rare, the better, just in terms of uh, copyright takedown notices. Good point, good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, I would say send me out with that. Send me out with Koyil. Uh, could, could you spell, Can you spell that? that for us? Yeah, please. K-O-Y-I-L. Or if you want to really, really bring the hammer down, you could send them out with... Uh, um, <laughs> ik, ik will children by... <laughs> By uh, K Hoffman, K A Y. Tom, Tom, just stop. We're Tom. playing the coil. We'll take door number Tom. one. Tom, is, is this music even available on DSPs, <laughs> or is this like we're gonna have to email you after the show to get it from your hard drive? Yeah, how? No, it's on. You're gonna have I to. It on my, I have it on my Nokia. I'll send it over. You're to gonna you. have Thank to you. overnight a mini disc because this episode goes up tomorrow, Tom. <laughs> yeah, so you better hurry. I, I know Colorado's an hour behind or an hour ahead, so we're gonna have problems. Okay, so a million. No, I mean here a song we can all agree on. Okay. Is um is never meant by American football. Wow. There's my dog, Tom. I love <laughs> I you, bro. You, you know, Tom, <laughs> we're we're I was zigging, you were zagging, but then at the end, like two real bros, we came together yeah. and we found a middle ground. And it's with absolutely awful suburban emo from the early two thousands. <laughs> that reminds me of a football. It reminds me of Jeans's reminds me of Jeans's birthday party, the co- the only COVID meal I've had at a restaurant. <laughs> Where Chris Black that. and I were just raging at each other the entire time until we <laughs> we hit on common ground. Yeah, that's what it's, that's what real friendship is about, and that's called progression. I think that's what the world that's what we need today in this crumbling society. It's called yeah, growth. it takes Tom, sometimes it takes an hour hour and a half to grind two lumps of coal together to create a diamond called American football. <laughs> American football. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining us. Um, of course. The, the, so how to dress well uh we're, we're going to celebrate the anniversary of, of the debut album um we'll, we'll hear more about that you're launching the patreon um service uh the yeah. how to dress well art and reading service um htdw program is what we're calling Ooh, it, yeah? that's cool i like that thanks keep your uh, eyes peeled to the blog spot for any and all updates <laughs> make um, sure you subscribe to patreon early and subscribe often yeah and, yeah. and um Thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure. Enjoy Colorado. And um, Thanks, we'll, see, we'll see you on the other side, bro. Can't wait to spread yeah, with see you. See you soon. Likewise. <laughs> Later. Later. Peace.